returns. Hi, everybody. We tricked you, Janeway. We never wanted peace. Rumdar was a spy. <laughs> what did you learn, spy? The Enterprise has the biggest bathrooms ever. And she is not Captain Janeway. She is Captain Freeman. <gasps> That's what I've been telling you. Ha <laughs> ha, I tricked you. And I didn't give up any information either. I'm a good spy. Wow, yes, you are amazing. I just wish I knew what information you kept secret so I could know how amazing you are. I didn't tell you anything about our big plan to smuggle a Veruvian bomb onto Earth. <laughs> Is that right? Oh, Romdar, you truly are a master spy. Two to beam up. Wait a minute. You'll just beat Captain Janeway! <laughs> everyone to Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. I am one of your hosts, Johnson, and with me is my co-host, Mike Thurlow. Mike, how are you today? I'm doing all right. How are you today? I am surviving. Yeah. Yes. I'm like at at or wavering around baseline. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of a cloudy, like grayish day today. So yeah. I, um, yeah, I, my body is ready for fall and I'm like, is it fall yet? It's kind of this weird in between and I'm like, meh. Yeah, no, it was, yeah. uh, it was humid today. I know. I, hate I went for day. a run this morning and it's like terrible for my hair. Was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. it gets so frizzy. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh. For Funny. those listeners that have never seen Mike, he has no hair. So that's a joke. <laughs> there you go. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was super humid uh, running this morning. Uh, I was really surprised. I was expecting a cooler run this morning, and uh, it was not that. Yeah, how's your training going? Good. Two and a half weeks in, things are getting a little bit easier, but there are still, you know, some struggles. My ankle wants to act up once in a while. So Yeah, that's annoying yeah it is um but be uh, like calm down bitch exactly or you know uh you know i'm going to do this so get on board get on board uh body get just don't hurt yourself i can't deal with that i won't be able to help you no my plan is not to you know i'm trying to stretch i'm trying to warm up a little bit more Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm definitely trying to uh do all the things so that I don't hurt myself. Yeah. But we are six and a half weeks away from running a half marathon. So, no, I will cheer for you over text message. There we go. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, there's that. Oh, um, also today on the news, uh, Doug Jones is coming to Star Trek Mission Chicago. 
Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the missing girl. Oh, the dead girl. Sorry. And her. No, I'm not going to talk about that. Obsessed. I'm like, when is a Netflix special? I'm ready. No, it's not. It's still in progress. How can they do a Netflix special? I'm sure someone's already writing a treatment for it. I am. I can guarantee you. I will bet you money that someone out there is writing a treatment for it. I mean, it's a. It's certainly a story that, you know, someone could take the basis of and like embellish and create yeah. this whole thing around. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's either a Netflix special or a Lifetime movie or something. It's, it's definitely yeah. a Lifetime movie. It's definitely least. a Lifetime movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I've not paid attention to very many details of this. Uh, I'm like story, so I've been I've been clicking on every yeah. single article. There was an article on the New York Post yesterday because they raided the the fiance's family's home, and it was really awkward. It was really odd. They were talking about like how dilapidated how dilapidated the house is, and then they talk about his bedroom and how he has disturbing posters. That they were trying to describe like how disturbing his his room was, and they were like. Oh yeah, he has a copy of Watchmen on on his bookcase. I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? And then they go into describing how dark Watchmen is. I'm like, okay, so he's a murderer? Is that what you're trying to infer? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, what is this? Like, is this journalism? I was like, whatever. In any no, case, I, well, it was the New York Post, so of course it wasn't yeah. that journalistic. I was just like, I was kind of amused. I was like, oh man, someone. That is like less critical reading. This is probably like, oh, he is a murderer because he the, has Watchmen. The, Post, the New York Post is not something that can um, necessarily be called serious journalism. I was like, this is ridiculous. It's sort of like a trash magazine slash uh, onion s. <laughs> it's like part onion. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no. It's, In any uh, case, well. You were saying Doug Jones is going to be in Chicago. Yeah, let's get back to Star Trek. Maybe we have a Star Trek podcast to talk about. Maybe um, we should start like a real life crime podcast. No, uh, no, you'll have to find another co-host. That <laughs> is not something that I want to talk about. Right. And, you know, I, I avoid a lot of I don't I wouldn't say I avoid, but I I'm very, very choosy. Selective. And- selective around what news I follow and listen to because it's just the the world is a crazy place right now and I don't need you know I don't need all these things happening in the world to be part of my life so yeah mm-hmm. but in Star Trek news yes Doug Jones is going to be at Mission Chicago so I'm excited we will definitely be meeting him there um, mm-hmm. so that is super exciting uh, you know him you guys are besties <laughs> well, at least, you know, I think we had a memorable enough interview that it will jog well, memorable his memory. for you. Who knows if it was memorable for him? No, yeah, true. Maybe, you know, it was, I don't... You, you were the last owner, right? Out of like, no, I think there. Day. So I think there was more after me. So okay. um, I, I can't remember. Yes, there was because I had corresponded with the PR firm a little bit afterwards and uh, or I'd called them by accident and then she messaged me back and said, um, did you need something or what, you know, we're I, sorry, I couldn't get back to you. We had another interview. So there was definitely more after oh, me, but okay. uh, I don't know how many or whatever. But anyway, um, but hopefully it was memorable. And uh, if not, we'll, we'll I, you know, I think it was memorable enough that uh, 
he'll have some vague recollection of it yeah. from nine months ago when we yeah it also have been like a long time yeah yeah so but anyway yeah so that's that's so how many uh, celebrities have they secured is it like eight at this point uh they're up to six now i mean i'm oh, sure yeah. they're gonna i think they're it's teasing. so far away that's yeah i think they're teasing it out though which is always a good you know a good thing you know they want to keep it front of mind it is their it is the first mission uh mission uh convention so mm-hmm. right uh you know they are trying to build it up they just better not have those two tweens there i will not stand for it <laughs> yeah it's so fucking annoying uh but yes please have uh, a diverse cast of interviewers etc but also please let them have some star trek knowledge yeah that'd be nice uh, you oh. know and, sure. and also, you know, repeating the same tweet multiple times. Oh, we've read that one. Oh, <sighs> we've read that one. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, or let's play the trailer again and again. I'm like, get yeah. out of here, please. Whatever. So, it's all in the past. All in the past. Uh, you know, we covered all that last week. And uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. You know, next week, uh, next week, Star Trek Coda begins, which is a three book um finale for the literary trek universe oh right uh yes. so the first yes. book comes out by dayton ward next tuesday uh and uh so i'm looking forward to that mm-hmm. and uh no reviews out of, on it yet because it's i think it's still embargoed but i've seen people post a, some pictures of the book already um the auto book is not out yet till next tuesday though so that's what I will be listening to next week on my runs. Mm-hmm. You um, and audiobooks. Yeah, I mean, it's a great way to enjoy, you know. I, I also like mental things to do while I'm running. Uh, it, okay. It, um, okay. It keeps my mind busy and it keeps my mind from thinking about um, how many more miles I have left to run. So, mm, yeah, I hate running again. Yes. So anyway, so that's uh, that's pretty much all I've seen in Trek news. Okay. Uh, lately, but uh, yeah. I mean, we just had Star Trek Day not that long ago, so that was. A oh lie. wait, there is one more thing. Jeffrey Combs is in tomorrow's. Uh, oh yes, he plays like this computer, like yes, a evil computer he plays or something. Computer. Yeah. This evil computer that crashes Boimler and Mariner on a planet. Yeah. So uh, we'll get to see that tomorrow. But uh, today, we're going to talk about last week's episode. Yeah. Should we get going? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, the spy humongous. Okay. um, Attention crew. Um, I'm your captain. I'm Captain Boimler. Uh, We've got a plasma grid and a temporal rift. Sorry, you said temporal rift, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, lots of danger, but... As sure as, uh, this is my captain's chair, um, you can count on me, cause I'm your captain. Yes siree. We should mutiny. Sorry, sorry, no, 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 I, I know that wasn't good, it's just, uh, this isn't the same as actually being on the bridge. The bridge is wherever you are. Close your eyes, think about Riker, and say what he would say from the heart, his heart. <sighs> Look. I may not know exactly what we're up against, but I do know that in this, our darkest hour, 
I'm grateful. Grateful to have a ship and a crew I trust with my life. Now, I'll be honest, there's no guarantee we're going to get out of this. But if we do, it'll be because of your combined talent and dedication. It's been the honor of my life to serve as your captain. But we're not dead yet. So how about we go in and kick some ass? Red alert! Take us in! Now that sounds like a captain. Mike, what did you think about this episode? What were your thoughts? High-level takeaways. I know you liked thought? it. I did like it. Uh, did you I... watch it twice? I only watched it one time. I did not. I watched it again today, half-watching it while doing some work. Uh, so, you know, I didn't really pay a lot of attention. It was kind of in the background today. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's a good episode. Uh, you know, the... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> where to start with it. You know, I, I think the big thing... The actual the scene that I really paid attention to that I really liked, even though uh, as we talked about it through text last week, was mm-hmm. kind of the retread with Boimler and the red shirts. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But my favorite scene was really when he does get the makeover and then is forced to give a speech, and uh, the Enterprise D's bridge comes into the- <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of nice. Uh, like that, that was really cool to see in. Uh, see in animation so and and captain boimler did a great job with his speech so uh, i thought that was pretty cool um so yeah you know and, and also i think i think i like the undertones about what this episode says about leadership and taking action rather than it's just not words it's it's about action. taking action and yeah. uh you know so you know, I think the other big thing that I really enjoyed about this was the ransom comment to Boimler about what a great job he did. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. something just as simple as that is uh, is uh, really, really cool. Uh, you know, the the whole I still don't really get the whole other than we know that the pack leads aren't the smartest aliens in the universe. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why they keep on calling the Cerritos the Enterprise. I don't know why they still why they call Captain Freeman, uh, Captain Janeway. I mean, they're just, I think they're just being dumb with it. They're just like saying how dumb they are, which is like, I get it, you know? Yeah. And then we have the whole anomaly cleanup day happening, which, right. You know, hijinks happen. Right. And uh, yes, it's a continuous comedy of errors. Essentially. Yes. Yes, yeah. essentially, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's enjoyable. I still think that last week was it. Last week's episode was my favorite. Um, yeah, with uh, with Boimler and Mariner together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this was a def- definitely a different dynamic with uh, Boimler being part of this Red Shirts Club and yeah, the yeah. other three of the lower deckers hanging out and doing this anomaly cleanup duty. Right. Um, but I do, I did enjoy, and I posted it on Instagram or reposted the, you know, um, nothing ruins breakfast like a, a work email, uh, a work assignment from Mariner. So, uh, so there are some definitely enjoyable situations, and we get to see Kayshawn uh, again uh, with Ransom. So yeah, and he, it, I mean, we've seen him before after he got turned into a puppet, but. He didn't have, I don't think he's had speaking lines until now. Yeah. 
So yeah, we, see, we see him in the background. Right. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was an enjoyable episode. I am hoping uh, things get more exciting and and better. I, I'm looking forward to more Boimler and Mariner. I think that's my favorite dynamic on this show. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. What about you? What did you think of the episode? Yeah, I thought it was okay. I don't think I liked it as much as you did. I didn't dislike it. I just, um, I didn't have very strong feelings about it either way. So it's kind of like middle of the road for me, which is not bad. It was just like not stand out. Like, and, um, you know, for me, the Boimler stuff, it kind of was, to me, it was kind of a retread to him kind of promotion chasing, which was, we saw a lot of that in season one. So for me, it was kind of just going back to the same well of him. And, you know, this time he does get more like pulled into it versus him. And he actually showed a little bit of like uncertainty towards the beginning because he felt bad about abandoning, you know, the rest of the gang. Um, but it was still kind of like going back to that same thing again to me a little bit. Um, I did like some of the scenes that came out of it. Like, yeah, the Enterprise D scene was good. But for me, it was, I guess at the end, it's kind of, maybe it's kind of also nipping that plot line in the bud because at the end, he's just like, yeah, I, I don't need to do this. You know, I can, he sticks with his friend and, you know, the kind of leadership that he, that he understands, I think, now to be true leadership, right? So maybe it is kind of like wrapping that up a little bit. It's, you know, I just don't need another situation where I mentioned last week where I was like, I don't know if I need another reiteration of Mariner having abandonment issues. You know, like I, I don't need us to go back to that many times. Let's move on. You know, let's have new challenges. Let's grow these relationships. Let's grow these characters. So that's what for me that felt that felt a little flat um and yeah i don't really know how i feel about the mariner tendy rutherford storyline because it was kind of just over the top and um it was this continuous like you know like hijinks as you called it it kind of just went on for a while like it was it's very similar to how i felt about uh, strange energies where you know ransom was kind of like you know it was getting more and more ridiculous and then after a while I was like all right like I, I get it you know like um it because especially in you know in animation they can just do a lot of these like silly things that are very cartoony and then after a while I'm kind of just like all right this feels like more and more like just like a cartoon um and it's it kind of, after a while, kind of like loses its um, appeal. Like, you know, it's just like, all right. And then they, I guess the point, what was the point of that? It was like Tendi was, Tendi got frustrated. I know Tendi got frustrated. She turned into like a scorpion creature of some sort, but what was the, um, I mean, she wanted to learn. She wanted to do something as a gang together, work together. Right. Uh, so she, she signed like them up for this enthusiastic this, she was trying to be enthusiastic yeah. and positive yeah um, yeah so she she yeah the whole idea of like being enthusiastic and and working together and and just having fun having a good day together 
versus, uh, you know, boring, you know, right. whatever, you know, this was obviously a nada. She wasn't in sick bay. We didn't even see Tiana this week. Tana, Tiana, Tana, 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 <laughs> Tana. I don't know. Um, so yeah, that was, that was just okay. I thought that was okay. Honestly, I think the most interesting plot line, and there was also a lot going on in this episode again, but in a way that kind of didn't really, sometimes there's a lot going on and it feels very much like in sync for me, even though there's like so many plot lines going on. Um, and a good example of that would be um, like the episode where uh, it's Mariner and Tendi and they, it's like they, they chase after that artifact for Tiana. Right. There was a lot going on in that episode too, but for some reason that kind of jived, like all the different storylines just jived really well. And this one felt like a little bit less connected for me for some reason. Um, because obviously a big plot line here is uh, Captain Freeman with Shax on the planet. Um, and obviously confusion, she's not Janeway, but the pack leads and that whole plot line, I, uh, I, I do want to know where this is going and what the end game is. And then it was weird because at the end of the episode, it was revealed like, oh, they're planning to like bomb Earth. Yeah. Then there was like no like follow up to that. They were like, okay, see you later. And then there was like no, um, oh, let's talk to Starfleet Command or something. Like, you know, it was just like, they kind of just go their merry way from the planet. I... I, I thought that that was a little odd way to finish it because they got the info that they were looking for, but then there really wasn't a follow-up. Maybe in this episode, there'll be something, but I'm sure there will be something, but I'm also kind of just like, where is this going? Um, yeah, I think, and I think that question comes up because they started to give the bridge crew a little bit more to do in these episodes. And so mm-hmm. we're kind of getting into that kind of, next generation episode where things are sort of wrapped up and like you you see these other pieces Mm -hmm. but in reality in lower decks we really don't see like we never find out how Shax comes back there's just all these missing right pieces so i think that this is another one of those missing pieces that yeah it sort of happened behind the scenes like she reported it to starfleet command and you know, whatever happens Maybe. next happens. But I, they're they're obviously making it a big deal. Like they're like the pack lads are kind of the season's big bad. So yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like I, I kind of want more of a payoff for the pack lads since we're getting so much of them this season. And I don't really know how much I like the pack lads. They kind of like they kind of remind me of like the season's like Frangy. <laughs> like you know, what the Frankie would have been for TNG. It's like, are they supposed to be funny or threatening? You know, it's kind of this weird straddling of like, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to kind of like, yeah, if I'm supposed to laugh at them or kind of feel that there's something really bad about them. It's kind of like both. But that's how I thought about the Frankie in season, like early days. It was kind of like, that's why they didn't succeed as a villain, at least for TNG, maybe for the Packers for lower jacks makes more sense because of the comedic nature of the show and the, the mood um while tng took itself very seriously you know and that's why it didn't work but it kind of it kind of they kind of remind me of that kind of villain 
you know, where they're kind of silly, but also threatening. It's like, I don't, I don't know what to make of them. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think we know what to make of them yet. And, and I'm, well, you know, I'm more looking forward to the Borg for this season. Like, let's, let's see yeah. what they're going to do with the Borg episode. Um, that's, that's really what I'm waiting for. I, yeah. I don't know what the culmination of this season is going to be. Um, I mean, I guess we didn't really know what the culmination of season one was going to be either. Well, season one's big mystery was, or not mystery, or like through line was Mariner's Mariner relationship. Yeah, Mariner Freeman's like relationship. Yeah, Um, and because that was like a you know that was I would say a through line through season one and that reveal in the last two episodes. Right. Yeah. No, that's that's true. Yeah. And this season we have the pack leads and I, yeah, I, I agree. I don't know how strong this is, but they definitely played them up pretty well. And I'm wondering if they're going to wrap this up or is this just going to be something ongoing? Uh, or well, we remember in episode two where we were following the Titan. I think it was Riker that was like, oh, there's some they were saying that there's someone behind this because they they didn't think the pack leads would be capable of like kind of doing. Oh, this. right. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. So yeah. maybe there's like a reveal, like, you know, who's like actually manipulating the pack lads or something yeah. like that. I mean, maybe it, maybe it's the Borg. Who knows? Maybe that's that would time. be that would be a twist. That would be a twist. Um, <laughs> that would definitely be a twist. Um, so, yeah, this. Yeah, this episode was a fi- it was fine. It was. A, I didn't have this, you know, I, I didn't have the strong feelings I had as I did for the Mugato episode where I, I didn't really like it. Um, but it was it also didn't reach the highs of what the season has had either for me. So it's kind of more in the middle. I would give it like a out of 10, I would give it like a six or something. Yeah, yeah I'd be right around there, six or seven for this episode. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, I can't really quite put my finger on it, like in terms of why, why I felt that it felt so disconnected to me, like the different the I mean, I think one. that's I think that's the reason the storylines were sort of disconnected. They were all there wasn't, you know, there wasn't any. They brought the um, they brought the two storylines, the the Mariner Tendi Rover storyline. They brought in the um, story. They brought it back together at the end. Yeah, they brought but, that. But then yeah. the whole Packlid thing is completely separate. Oh, yeah. and 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 Tayana was in in the episode because she examine the 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 pack oh, that's right that's right so we yeah. saw everybody this week uh everybody was here everyone was there so yeah i think i feel like it's skewing more towards next gen territory and uh a little bit away from you know the lower deckers a little bit maybe uh, yeah so you know based upon nothing other than that tra- mid-season trailer i'm hoping that the lower deckers have something to do with the Borg and and other other. It things. looks like it. So hopefully, um, you know. But knowing the show, I'm not really sure how. I mean, we get a Borg cube, but I I don't really know like how. You know, it might be much ado about nothing as well. Like, sure, it might be. You're you right, know. and and we just have to wait and see. It might just be like kind of like a like a cameo kind of deal, like Q or something. Yeah. Yeah, where it's no big true. deal. Yeah, you're right. It might, it might be. So we'll have to wait and see. 
Um, oh. But yeah, that's really everything about the episode. I think I, you know, I, I would say it wasn't their strongest one of the season. It was, uh, it was mid, mid, midway, mid, midland. Mid. It was middling. Middling. That's what I'm trying to say. Wow. Wednesday has definitely uh, got the best of me today. So. Um. Where and I don't even know. Like, um, I didn't even look into some of the anom anonymous artifacts at any of them oh yeah we also got armis at the end totally forgot about that oh yeah actually that was the probably the best part of the episode yeah was I, of, I was just kind of like all right it's just like so random because i had actually just watched the skin of evil last week oh so. you did oh that's yeah, so funny I yeah i was uh listening to the uh another podcast and they were talking about it so Oh, okay. Um, so I ended up watching it again. And, we forgot to uh, talk about it because apparently it was like whatever. It's kind of just thrown in. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a funny. Actually, they just I think uh, the Star Trek just posted like that little clip on Instagram again. So um, yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah, that I that I enjoyed. I thought that was really, you know, kind of cool. And it was kind of uh, random. I was like, all right, yeah, sure. random but fun and. Uh, you know, and, and I did see I did see Mike McMahon talk about it, and he said, like, what a what a episode, like how impactful that episode was to him. Obviously, because oh, skin of evil, yeah, because Tasha was killed, and uh, this big evil thing that you just, um, you know, this evil black gooey thing that mm -hmm. kills kills people who randomly, you know. So he was definitely traumatized, and this was his sort of getting back at Armis. Uh, oh, okay. so which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, so yeah, no, that that's definitely an enjoyable, uh, enjoyable piece of this episode at the end. So you're right. Yeah. So there were some, you know, there were some good parts to this episode, but I, I as far as the other anomalies go, I don't, I don't. I don't even, yeah, I didn't, nothing even struck me as like I feel some of them must have been Easter eggs, but I, I didn't even, I wasn't even that interested. I agree. Much. Yeah, none of them were. It wasn't the kind of Easter if they were they were deep cuts uh deep cut Easter eggs unlike uh from the beginning of the season when we saw all the collector's ship and mm -hmm. all of the Easter eggs there so uh yeah but uh you know none of those anomalies were any fun or interesting they were just, just kind of random it's yeah they were all just kind of you know it's it's yeah it's uh but I'm sure there's probably some story behind at least some of them for sure. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I, there has to be. There has yeah. to be. Knowing this, no, knowing the production crew behind the show, there has to be. I just don't. None of them really stood out to me. Where I was like, oh, that is from that. You know, like yeah, at least, no. at least yeah. in my first viewing. So right, exactly. So yeah. well, there we go. Uh, the spy humongous or as i finally realized the spy among us yeah i didn't uh, i didn't, I didn't even that register that today until we were talking it yeah yeah and i was so, like oh okay yeah funny funny um cool all right well i guess that's it for this episode um we're gonna do a little bit of off topic so why don't we go into that All right, so Mike, other than Star Trek, what has been going on in your life, entertainment-wise? Things so, have been amusing you and taking up your time. 
Uh, I would say that I have, uh, I've been binging Babylon 5. Oh my God. You're back to Babylon 5? Yes, but I, I just finished the fourth season and um, I'm pretty much done. I'm not going to watch the fifth season. At least I don't intend to right now. Uh, mainly because uh, Susan Ivanova is not in the fifth season. And uh, <laughs> she's a major character for four seasons, you know, and, oh, and uh, she didn't come back for the fifth season. And um, so I and so I jumped ahead to what I knew as the finale of the series was. And uh, yeah, so I, I wrapped that up. Uh, oh, OK, so you're done with Babylon 5. Yeah, I'm not unless I decide to go and, and dip into the fifth season, which I don't plan to right now. Mm-hmm. And then I've also been watching as a I mean, I've been watching a little bit of uh, Alias. Oh, yeah. You're still watching Alias. How is that going? Is Michael Vaughn still hot? Michael Vaughn is still hot. Uh, yes, he's he is. now to the other. Oh, uh, he's married to the evil girl. Oh, is she evil? Don't tell me this. I don't oh. remember. Oh my god! Okay, I didn't expect that you didn't remember anything. Like, I don't remember. I I have not watched this show since it aired. What's her name? Probably. Lauren or something? Lauren. Yes. Wow. Look at you. You are a. I don't know. Sometimes it's random shit. You are the Cliff Clavin of. <laughs> of it's very uh, selective. It's like my mind palace, and then there's like you know there's shoe boxes everywhere, and then I was like are, shoe yes. boxes. Lauren is correct. Yes. So he's married to Lauren. Uh they're clearly uh yeah so it's just a different vibe to this season i'm not enjoying it as much as the first few seasons which we had talked about mm-hmm. the first few seasons are excellent uh the third season kind of this two years later thing um, yeah no i feel that time jump kind of ruined the show unfortunately yeah, so we'll see and then i've been watching a little bit of archer i caught up with this I i've never seen I'm- it oh archer it's it's uh it's an amusing anime animation show that is just ridiculous and and good background while I do other things. So, but I finally caught up. I think to the current season. I think so. I, had, I was a few seasons behind, but I, it's on Hulu, so I um, caught up with that. Okay. So yeah, not uh, that's pretty much it for for my entertainment. What else? We we watched a few. We've been watching a few movies on Netflix and whatnot, and. And uh, you introduced me to the Squid Game yeah. trailer, so I will probably at some point pick that up. It looks, uh, it got good reviews too. I was like, how did I miss this? So yeah, but it only just came out last week, so yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's uh, it definitely has the uh, Alice in Borderland vibe yeah. to it, except uh, it's not Japanese; it's Korean. Thank you. No, it's the other way around. This is Japanese, not Korean. No, 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 it's Korean. This is Korean? I thought Alice in Borderland was Korean, too. No, what is Alice in Borderland was Japanese. Remember, oh. they were in Japan. They were, like, in Shinjuku or Shinjuku. Oh, Shinjuku. Like, the Times oh. Square in Japan that when it empties out. That, oh, right, right, I, right. I don't right. know if you've ever been to Tokyo, but... I have not Tokyo. been to Tokyo, so, okay. yes, but I am familiar with that. All right, so, anyway, it has the same vibe. Uh, it so, does have the same vibe. Yes. It has a vibe of... Are you on mute on purpose? Nope. Nope. Sorry, oh. I hit the button by accident. Because okay. um, it looked you were still talking. I was like... Uh... <laughs> I was thinking about what to say about it, and then I, you said that. Um, 
Yeah, no, it, it looks, uh, it's, you know, it's kind of apocalyptic. Not really, this one is, doesn't seem as apocalyptic as just really out there. Um, it's, yeah, it's a little dark. People dark are and, uh, brought together to play this deadly game. It's kind of like Hunger Games a little bit, you know, it has a little bit of Hunger Games, it has yeah. like, a little silly over the top. Yeah, so probably check that out, uh, but uh, at some point soon but uh what about you i think that's pretty much it for me what about you what have you been watching yeah so um i started watching q force on netflix have you been getting those ads oh yeah uh, dennis watched it i caught parts of the season throughout it's all right it's, it's not yeah. it's not really my jam i think i watched like two three episodes uh yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of funny. It's kind of like, it's very, it's very, it's, for those of you who don't know, it's, um, it, it's basically like, it's kind of like Archer, but gay, like, I guess. That would be, I think, even though I've never seen Archer, like, I've seen enough commercials to kind of know what Archer's like. Yeah, and yeah. Except the main character's that. gay, and his whole team is gay. Yeah. yeah. And it's animated, it's a cartoon. It actually looks, even animation style, it kind of has that look. It's a little bit brighter than Archer, but like it has that like very traditional animation style, very clean. Um, and uh, it's all right. It's okay. I mean, like it's definitely, it's silly. It, it's silly. It's over the, it's very over the top. The characters, I guess part, I mean, the characters are just very, like some of them are very stereotypical which I know you, you know, it's a cartoon. It's like, whatever. Right. But yeah, some of them are very stereotypically gay, which, you know, you can argue that in many ways, whether that's good or bad. But I don't know. It's fine. I I, I only, I, I watched like two, three episodes and I stopped watching it. So I, I don't think I'm going to keep on watching. It's fine. Um, I'm watching, I'm more, you know, I am definitely more into... I think this is where one one area where you and I differ quite a bit is um, I'm really into like dark stuff. I, I really like dark dramas. I like horror. Um, not your jam, I know. No, but no, no. Uh, you know, I'm I'm watching Impeachment, American Crime Story on FX. Um, it's about Bill, Bill Clinton's impeachment, so it's not about Donald Trump's impeachment. And I mean. Honestly, I'm watching it. I'm like, this is kind of tame compared to like what we've been through. Honestly, the past four years, four or five years, I'm like, he had sex with an intern. It's like, what's the big deal? <laughs> of course, they need to make, make it a big deal because they need to make a whole show of it. But it's almost like, oh my God, this was a scandal. Like compared to our lives, you know, like what we've right, seen. Yeah. Definitely. It's just pales in comparison, but they need to make literally like 10 episodes out of this Monica Lewinsky scandal. And it's just like, literally, like when comparing it to our lives, it is, I, I just don't, they, it's kind of soapy because they need to make the drama, you know, and everything. And uh, what is interesting is that the show takes the perspective of the women so it's okay. so you it's Monica Lewinsky's perspective, Linda Trist's perspective, like they're the main characters. Um, Bill Clinton's in it, um, but he's like almost secondary, which is interesting. So, um, so I I do like that perspective of it, but 
the, I do feel it's a little soapy, which I don't mind. Um, so I'm still watching it. I, I actually think the the acting's really good. Um, so I am, yeah, I am liking it. Um, I'm watching, I'm still watching Ted Lasso. And I started watching The Morning Show. So did you, you haven't watched The Morning Show yet. You don't have Apple TV Plus right now, right? Right now, no, yeah. I just, I canceled that one and they... Okay, so I have to mentally prepare you for the season of The Morning Show. So you like season one. Season one, you know, was great. I, I love yeah. season one. Uh, great acting, great drama, riveting. Honestly, at the end, I was like rivet. I was like on the edge of my seat. It was great drama, great character drama. This season, just to mentally prepare you, it is the three months leading up to March of 2020. Right. The whole season basically takes place leading up to those three months. And it is slightly triggering. <laughs> it is slightly oh, triggering. Yeah, it, I did read really it. It's slightly like triggering. I'm like, my son will watch this and he's going to get fucking triggered. <laughs> Yep, so, I mean that's I, I did hear I, that already. So I, I, mean, I am. it's so good. It's so good, and you know, there's a lot of foreshadowing. Like you know, they they definitely sure. foreshadow. There, you know, they'll make a mention of like, oh yeah, there's this like you know, respiratory illness in China, or they'll just drop this line, you know, or like someone just sneeze, and it's like, okay, I got it. I understand where you're going with this. Um. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, you know, it's all about it's very first world problems, like these characters that are all tremendously successful and wealthy. And, you know, it's all about their drama and their struggles. And I am interested to see how they kind of then introduce the pandemic and how their problems are, you know, in in the shadow of the pandemic like how things are put into perspective or like things like that. I am interested to see how that all goes. Um, but I'm like, okay, <laughs> like this feels very familiar because it's supposed to. And of course, so uh, the first episode takes place on New Year's Eve of 2019, 2020. And everyone's like, oh, 2019, what a terrible year. I'm like, all right, I get it. I understand. So I did, re- I did read a little bit about this and, and, from what I understand, they had to go back and add. Some yeah, of they like read, they read the whole season. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm actually not. I'll watch it or at least I'll watch the first couple of episodes when I renew. Um, but I am getting Apple TV Plus again, mainly for foundation. Yes. Good. So it's Friday. And, and uh, also invasion. I want to kind of see how they. Yes. Uh, so that's October. really why I'm why I'm getting it. Um, and I may try to catch up on uh, for all mankind season two, which I never watched. So. Oh my god! I forgot that you never watched season two. Yeah. Can we so. please talk after you watch season two of for all mankind? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 I have so many thoughts about season two of for all mankind. Okay. I mean, it was great. But I definitely have thoughts. I have notes. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. We can definitely. Of course, we always talk about shows that we watch. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, Anything else? Yeah. Uh, so you sent me a really long list. I oh know my god! Really- There's so much happening. Like I was just like thinking about like how much new TV is coming out this winter, this fall and winter. I'm like, there's a lot. I just like this is just a list I went all the time in my head, and 
you yeah. know, I, it, I didn't even, I'm sure there's other stuff that I'm like looking forward to. So I know you're not looking forward to it, forward to it, but Midnight Mass is coming out Friday. Yeah, no. Very excited yeah. for it. I know you're not into horror. I love Mike Flanagan. I love The Haunting of Hill House. It was so good. Yeah, no, um, thank And you. it wasn't even that scary. I know you're not into that shit, but I didn't think it was that scary. It's very character-driven. It's about, like, trauma, like, in how that is, the family trauma, um, family dysfunction, and how that is, like, kind of, the real horror, <laughs> like in some ways, it's very interesting. Um, while Midnight Mass is um, a heavy, heavy commentary on Catholic fanaticism, <laughs> like religious fanaticism, but from a Catholic perspective, which would totally be triggering for you, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. But um, on but top yeah. of it being horror, I don't think I need to need any of that in my life. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm like, I love that shit. I'm like, yes, trigger me. <laughs> um you know so i'm really looking forward to it and then the reviews are fantastic like people are like it's perfect it's like the best horror series ever like i'm like very excited it's only seven episodes it, oh it's a series so it's not yeah. a movie limited series know. seven episodes yep he does okay. a lot of limited series um like these are all kind of anthology standalone i am looking um, forward to another show the witcher season two yeah did- december yeah, not until December, though. Yeah. yeah, that's a little far away. We talk yeah. about Foundation. That's also coming out this Friday. Then we yeah. have two new Star Trek series, or rather seasons, October. Well, one new series, one new season, October, November. Yep. So, yeah, we have a lot. Uh, oh, also today, I just watched the first episode of this. Uh, I was surprised. I went to Disney wow. and uh, Star Trek, uh, Star Trek, Star Wars Visions is out. And they put oh. all nine, all nine of these shorts up all at once. I thought they were going to come out oh. weekly, and I watched the first one, the duel, and uh, it was really good. Uh, oh, and how long are the episodes? Uh, fourteen, like anywhere, like oh, ten to fourteen, okay. fifteen minutes. So they are short. they are For short. Sure. Uh, the duel was excellent, and uh, also this character is going to be in a new book that comes out early next month for Star Wars called Ronin. So um, I'm I'm excited about that too. But uh, the first episode was really good. So uh, it's oh, cool. I different. didn't even know. I mean, I think I saw I saw some headlines about it, but I didn't realize a that it was out and b that the whole season was out. So. I didn't think. Yeah, I was shocked to see the whole season. I was expecting to go there and just see one episode, and there are all nine 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 shorts there. So that's so there. that's another thing to watch. Oh, Hawkeye is coming out. If you're a Marvel what? fan. Who? Hawkeye. What's that? What's that? Uh, like I said, if you're a Marvel fan, you'll know that Hawkeye. Oh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yes. Oh, yes. I thought you said hot guy. I was like, who's that? Who's hot? <laughs> I mean, Hawkeye, yes. is, okay. is kind of yeah, hot. Yes. I, um, I'm not the biggest Hawkeye fan. Um, What's his face? Jeremy? Jeremy Renner. It? Yeah. He's fine. I think he's fine. I think he's like a stale piece of bread, you know? <laughs> I feel he doesn't have much of a personality like yeah, either I think him he's as less... an actor or this character and you know I one movie I love is Arrival which I'm sure we've seen yeah right yeah Jeremy Renner's in that but honestly yeah. he's just like literally he's like next to Amy Adams is a piece of bread you know like I love Amy Adams but he's whatever like you know I I think the best part of of the Hawkeye character is when he goes dark after during the blip. 
and he like starts Fine. to kill everybody and yeah uh, he starts using swords or something whatever yeah yeah so i don't I, find hawk i find hawkeye to be unfortunately one of the least interesting mcu characters but whatever. okay all right well i mean i'll probably still watch it you know it's, yeah. it's there but i doubt that it's going to be as interesting as wandavision or loki and you know it's yeah. kind of it's going to be very straightforward most likely oh we'll we'll see i don't i don't know so um so we talked about invasion new apple tv show apple tv plus show coming out in october oh you mentioned the wheel of time which i don't really have any you know it's sort of another anthology not anthology meaning you know series but a series of books like i don't know how many i didn't read all of them it's 14 books Uh, i've read up to six or seven okay and then i got pretty bored but apparently there's a hump, like six through nine is a hump. I was like, that's a lot of books. That's a that's big like hump. So have to go 3,000 pages. It's a, they're all big, thick, you know, yes, these like they are. big fantasy books. Yeah. Um, however, I am somewhat excited for the show. It's on Amazon Prime. I did not think the trailer is actually that great i didn't love the trailer and I'm like oh i don't know but we'll see um but that's also coming out yeah so, so, there's a lot, there's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot that's just mainly what we like i'm sure that there are a ton of other shows oh there's the new wonder years which uh, oh yeah i'm not sure are you are you gonna watch that i don't know i'm not sure uh, so there's that. Um, oh, the Wonder Years. That was like childhood. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what so was the girl's name? Winnie or something? Winnie, yeah. Yes. Yep. Kevin and Winnie. Um, yeah, that was a great was, show. She was really pretty. Yeah, when she uh, transformed from her nerdy self to... I just remember her. I was like, she's pretty. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, and then I... Also finished Pandemic Legacy, which is a, a, the board game that I threw out. Board game, yes, you threw yes, out. Yes, yes. Um, it took it took two years to finish this game. There is a this is a game for those who don't know. Um, it came out way before the pandemic. It was just years and years before, um, and it's a whole series of games. But this particular one is a season long game, quote unquote, season long game. It's almost like a TV show. You play through 12 months of a pandemic. And each month, there's usually some sort of development, something earth shattering happens, the disease mutates, things like that. <laughs> and you are a team that is your task to basically eliminate this disease somehow. Sounds way too real and triggering. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you played pandemic. I, you know, these things don't really bother me. Like, you know. Oh, I know. um, Yeah, sure, sure. But, I mean, I wanted to play during the pandemic, and my friends were like, ah, I'm going to say something else. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, uh, but we finally finished, and it's one of those games where, again, the game changes over time. You have to, like, destroy certain pieces of it. Like, literally, you rip things up, or you throw things out, or whatever. It's very interesting. There are, there are literally these um, boxes that you open up that reveal like new characters that you get over time or new piece, new board game pieces. It's very, very interesting. 
Um, and the thing is, once you finish it, it's over. You know, you can't, there's no replay value. Okay. You, you throw it out. <laughs> throw it out, which you did and you posted and- And I recycled it. And everybody was like, what are you doing? We can't believe that the lover of all games was throwing out a game. I recycled. I even. But now, I, I mean, now separated. that you've explained it, it's understandable. It's understandable. I even recycled the plastic pieces. I separated that out and put it into the plastic recycling. For Very plastic good. Recycling. Very You're welcome, your... planet Earth. You're yes. welcome. And I'm my future children. <laughs> sure. Whatever. Um. Cool. All right. Well, I think that does it for off topic. Mike, anything else that we've been watching, reading, doing? No, uh, I think that's a good summation. I mean, I think we'll have more to talk about once some of these shows kind of kick off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, we are definitely going to have, what, four weeks where we're going to have two episodes of Star Trek to talk about. So that's going to be it. A bit yeah, extra. That's gonna be, uh, yeah, that's there's gonna be plenty to talk about, uh, and we're we're tossing around some other ideas to, uh, yeah. This is this we didn't even talk about this. This is episode fifty. We've done. 50. Oh yeah, episode fifty. Woo! So yeah, uh, I wasn't sure if we were gonna make it, but we did. So here we, we are. We've made it a year and fifty yeah. episodes, and uh, yeah, we did, bitch. And we have congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Congratulations to you. And we have, uh, we have uh, a lot of new Star Trek to talk about. I know. What a, what a time to be alive. As right? A I mean, this is like the, the, the renaissance and the, the, yeah, the renaissance of a lot of sci-fi and, you know, geekdom. Oh, and also something else that we didn't even mention, which I'm a fan of. Doctor Who will be coming out sometime this fall as well. Oh, okay. You know, I, so I gave up Doctor Who a few seasons ago. Yeah, I never really. I didn't. Um, I mean, when they introduced P- Peter Capaldi, I yeah. wasn't a huge fan of his Doctor. His, and then the first year it. was a little rough with Peter Capaldi, in my opinion. But and also, you know, I really did enjoy Matt Smith. I I liked Matt Smith a lot. Yeah. Uh, so um, so yeah. Uh, but the so yeah that that's coming out. But yeah, like between Star Wars, so the three major sci-fi things that came out that I was into as a kid were Star Wars, Star Trek, and and Doctor Who, and all of those are alive and well. Yeah, and well into my adulthood, and more and more people are watching them and. You know, one thing I realized that we did not get at all during Star Trek Day was anything having to do with the cinematic universe because there's apparently a lot going on there, but nothing. They didn't even like, I, I, they didn't talk about anything. I was like, oh, hopefully, you know, future Star Trek days or first contact days, they, because they haven't done a good job in terms of like kind of selling both. Because of the Viacom, CBS, like all that shit. Um, but now that they're like it's a mess. I mean, it's still well. Now they're all under Paramount, so they should be able to figure this stuff out. You know, um, whoever yeah, those this... universes a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't know if if Alex Kurtzman is in charge of that part of the. I don't think so, but that shouldn't prevent them from making it a thing. You know. It, it no, I think that no. they want to tie it all together. And so I, I don't know. There, there's some, obviously some challenge 
or challenges that we're not aware of that uh, that are preventing them from announcing details about one, at least one movie, if not the several that are rumored. I don't know. Production. So I think there are like technically three that are still alive somehow, somewhere. Yeah, you know, so I, whatever, uh, you know, until we get some concrete details, maybe we'll get something in Chicago. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe they'll get their shit together in six months and can like announce something worthwhile uh, or they can continue to like just focus on the TV universe. And uh, also I think it's a lot harder now to pull back, pull that cast together. I think there's a couple of challenges. One there. You mean the Kelvin timeline cast? Yeah. The Kelvin timeline cast. And one of them is dead. So yeah, I mean, Anton's dead. Unfortunately passed on and uh so there's that. And yeah, I feel they all kind of moved on to different projects. Like, yeah, they're all doing different things. They're all a lot older. Yeah. You know, so they've all become stars in their own right. Well, uh, Zachary Quinto, I think, I don't feel his career has really progressed much. And he, I think, is game to come back. But yeah, I feel everyone else has, like, I don't know, done other things. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I don't, you know, Zachary's done some plays i want to say or some theater work maybe but sure sure Sure. uh and so yeah so we'll see i you know again these rumors are just ridiculous until we actually get something that's worthwhile to to talk about but yeah i think it's like some someone some some little executive in paramount like leaks this like every six or eight weeks. <laughs> it's like we have a new Star Trek movie we're working yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Like let's leaves a leaves a memo out somewhere where they know that a that a that a reporter is at, and then there we go. We get them the new rumors. So yeah. um, whatever, and you know, whatever. It's, it's, just, it's really it's really shock. I mean, it's not shocking. really but it's just really just disappointing that they can't get their shit together around this yeah Um, but you know that's one thing i think you mentioned it not in the last episode of the podcast or the one before you were talking more about toys but star wars has just done such a great job unifying everything about that world yep just from a financial standpoint logistically showrunners you know created creatively they just done a good job maintaining a very constant through line through many decades. While Star Trek, I feel, has just been all over the place, you know? Yeah, it really has. And, and there's more of Star Trek than Star Wars. And yet Star Wars is arguably a bigger property in the sense that it has more marketing and more, more stuff like books. Right. You know, obviously there's the books for Star you know, but there's just more of it. And out of out of so little, you know, so it's just uh, it's yeah, it's really, you know, it's my biggest complaint with Paramount is their their lack of drive and some of these things. And I was actually thinking about it again this weekend, you know, looking at, you know, Legos and thinking, why the heck don't we have Star Trek Legos? Just stupid, like stupid things like that that could have been easily Playmobil. Oh, gosh, please. That's not Legos. <laughs> well, um, that's where the Star Trek toys are. So yeah. So anyway, but uh, anyway. so maybe someday we'll get some legitimate PR on a movie. 
our movies, but uh, until until they get their shit figured out, I mean. Well, speaking of products, do you want to talk a little bit about our sponsor? Yeah, of course. We we love Fansets, and we thank Fansets for sponsoring our podcast Ooh. and the Truck Geeks Podcast Network. Uh, the guys, Lou and John, and the team at Fansets are just awesome people, and they make awesome pin collectibles. And uh, most recently, there's a Lieutenant Savick from the Series 3 Women of Trek pin. We've got uh, Dadmiral Vance, as we like to call him, mm-hmm. uh, in a micro crew pin. We've got Michael Burnham in her uh, new uniform. Uh, your favorite, Vic Fontaine, is out. Uh, and uh, Guinan, as well as uh, they still have available the Jerry ryan uh seven of nine 2021 pin which is amazing and uh i love it it's it's beautiful and uh it's great as well as the number one una uh from the women of track so there's also all these other properties you know everything from dc to gosh to scooby-doo to ultraman uh, they've just got so many great products, and uh, they're constantly releasing new new pins. stuff. Yeah, so head on over to Fansets. Put a bunch of pins. If you like other things other than Star Trek, there are you know Batman's in there too, and um, put a bunch of pins in your in your cart. If you spend more than thirty dollars, shipping is going to be free in the United States. And if you add the code DS Pride, all okay. caps. Thank you. Uh, you'll get 10% off your order. And we want to give a huge th- shout out and thank you to Fansets for sponsoring Deep Space Pride and the Truck Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansets. Cool. All right. Well, I guess that does it for this episode. Uh, we kind of meandered all over the place in terms of the conversation, but that's how usually these things go. If you have any thoughts, comments, or feedback for us, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us uh, via email at deepspacepride at gmail.com, or you can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at deepspacepride. There we go. Yeah. All right. Anything else to add, Mike, before we sign off? No, that's it for episode 50. On to the next 50. Yes. Happy episode 50. Um, Here's to 50 more or maybe 500 more. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, who knows? Um, you know, this is just the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. All right. Well, lulls, thanks for joining us, lulls. everyone. Lulls, lulls. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll see you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.